We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dagwood Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Yeah. 
the preacher and the teacher. He sows the word of God in your life every day. i 
standing by a stony ground
Are you going to be good grounds? Are you praying to God that you be a good ground? Check if your neighbor is a stony ground or a thorny ground. Wow. Are you blessed by that song? Do you enjoy when Marcella sings? Wow. What a blessing. Do you like the cellar feel? Make me a good ground. May you be a good ground. May you be good ground. Very good ground. Because we're about to plant some seeds. When you see your neighbor on their phone, you have to tell the person that you are becoming a stony ground. When they start whispering negative comments, you should know that you have to move away from the thorny ground. Because you need to be by a very good ground. And you yourself have to be a very good ground. Fantastic. Give Jesus some praise. Wow. What a blessing. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we come before you today. We ask for your blessing to be with us. We thank you for this opportunity that we've had to be in your holy presence, Lord. Touch our lives. Affect our lives. Speak to us, Lord. Let today bring revelation to our spirits and to our souls. Thank you, Father, for your greatness and for your power and the greatness of your power that shall break every yoke and any yoke, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that this day is a blessed day in your holy presence. Heal us, Lord. Save us, Lord. Deliver us, Lord. And let your perfect will be done. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. And the saints of God said, Amen. God bless you. Take your seats in his presence. Hallelujah. Job chapter 15. Last week I started sharing with you about victory secrets. Telling you about secrets that you need to discover in your Christian life that would make such a difference for you. When somebody is doing something that you can't do or has something that you don't have, it means that the person knows something that you don't know. Then that is called a secret. A secret. A secret. And there are things to be discovered about God. We call them secrets because we don't know about them. Anything, anything that exists that you don't know about, it's a secret. It means it's been hidden from you. Once you are let in, it's no more a secret. How many of you have secrets? Things about you that people don't know. How many of you have secrets? Give me a wave. You have a secret. Yeah. You have a secret. Yeah. You have secrets. I know you do. I know you have secrets. You look like people have secrets. Yes. Yes. But it's not easy to break into that information, isn't it? 
I mean, it's not, it's not going to be easy to let someone in. It's in your head. It's there. You never say it. Will you ever say it? You will never say it. You won't. Yes. Even to your closest whatever, you won't, you won't easily say it. You say, hey, me, I should tell you. For you to do. Yes, that's a secret. That's what the secret is. Yes. So that's how God is also there. He's also written his word, his messages. There are, there are secrets in there. As soon as you discover it, promotion comes into your life. I see you being promoted. You shall be promoted. So the Bible says that, has thou heard the secret of God? And dost thou restrain wisdom to thyself? It's like, have you heard the secret of God? Have you become wise? How come you've limited the wisdom to your life and to yourself? How come you've kept the wisdom to yourself? Because it's like you have found something. When you, it's when you enter into the wisdom of God, you, you enter the secret of God, you become wise. It's actually, it's actually, it's actually wisdom that you have dis- discovered. You have learned how to do certain things. Like people, people who have learned, um, who have learned how to prosper. In a biblical way, they have learned a secret of, from God, a secret from God, a secret from God. I heard, I heard one, one pastor talking who has learned the biblical principles, which is tithing and offerings. And he said, his, his words were, his words were, till I die, till I die, you can never stop me from tithing. Those were his words. He said, till he dies, I mean, till his dying day. And he explains how he discovered the revelation. He explains how God, it's not like just reading, uh, bring it, all your tithe and this. So I, I, it's like he has, he has an understanding of that thing. You see, when that understanding comes, you do things with a conviction. With a conviction. When you read a scripture, when you read a scripture in the book of Exodus, when he says that, and you will serve and I will bless. And you will serve. You will serve and I will bless. You see, that thing is like a secret of God. That those who serve him receive a blessing from him. But to the majority, to the majority of people, it's like it's just another verse. It's just, it's just another, another passage. It's just another passage that is in the scriptures that, you know, we just live by and we just flow by. But for somebody who has decoded and has seen what God is saying to him, you will serve, and I will bless. You will serve. It's like, I have to serve, and he will do the blessing. My portion is the serving. His portion is the blessing. So when you meet the person, the person is stuck to serving God and working for God. The person is always looking for a chance to do something for God. You see, there are different people who work. There are people, I've said, there are people who work for God with an attitude. They work with God as though they are doing God a favor. As though, as though when, when you come to the church, like even what they are doing in the church, it's like they have some airs around them. It's like I'm some very special person. Very, when I meet such a person in the place that I work, you know, like in my church, the place that I work, when I have such an attitude, my first notice to you, my first notice to you is that your hours are numbered. When this service ends, don't come to what you are doing. Because 
you are not doing me a favor. You are doing yourself a favor. It's for you. And I believe it and I mean it. As I'm preaching today, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing God a favor. I am so blessed. I wish I could say blessed a million times, but you don't have time to listen to me say, I'm so blessed, I'm so blessed, I'm so blessed one million times. I am so blessed to be the one preaching. It's such a blessing. It's not a problem at all. It's not a problem at all. It's not a bother. I won't even, my mind says that you won't even get to preach on a Sunday morning. You won't even get. Do you understand? You won't even get. You won't even get. You will not even get. It's like looking for a ticket to go and watch a, a, a cup final. You won't even get. The last time they had the Olympic Games, I wanted to go and watch the uh, 100 meters final. And I thought it's something that would be there. Well, at the time I said, oh, I said I, want, I really want to go. I was like, it's like I won't even get. It's been sold out when? A year ago. And I have just, because, because it's not so important to me. So I have just woken up and said, oh, this that is not important. Let me go and uh, see if I can, I can watch so that I can wave at my family on the screen and say, yeah, you know. <laughs> I won't, I didn't get. I watched it on my TV in the house. <laughs> I didn't get. That's how it is. Serving God, you won't even get. You won't even get. God, God has people. He has people. He has people to do things. You, want, you get a chance to do something for God. Try and do shakara. Do you know shakara? Try and do shakara. Before I realize somebody is doing what you have to do. If you are looking for a place where people become insignificant very fast, is a church. Is a church. You watch, you see this person. Think, so suddenly the person is not important. Because it's the house of God. He said, I will build my church. He is the one building his church. It's God's business. God is working, building, building. It's the point you see somebody who is still there, who still looks important, important in quotes, who seems to be important. It's because the person has stayed with God, serving, has stayed in the service, has remained humble. He said, you know, God, you can use, if you, use, if you want to use anybody, God, please choose me. Not Shakara members. Who feel they are so important and touchable? They, they, they quickly become insignificant because insignificant because they haven't discovered the scriptures. Say, you will serve, and I will bless. You will serve. Thou shalt serve, and He shall bless. Thou shalt serve, and He shall bless. As you are serving, He is blessing. That's that's why Jesus said, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added." When you start pursuing the kingdom of God. There's, a, there's something that God begins to add to your life. Amen. He just adds it. Amen. He just adds it. These are, you, you see, you will think that everybody knows and everybody believes it, but these are secrets. There are people who know, but they haven't believed it. They know, but they haven't believed it. So they don't walk in. When you believe in something, you walk in it. Yeah. When you believe in something, you do it. When you believe in something, you do it. You do it. I believe in being faithful, so I do it. I detest disloyal people, so I sack them. I believe it. I, I believe it. I, I can't even help myself. I just believe it. I can't even help myself. 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 
before I, before I would even think, you see that I've done it. Hmm. I can't even help myself. Because when you believe in something, you can't even help yourself. You know that you've done it. I can't even help myself. I can't even help. I believe it. There are things that I believe in. I believe, I believe in it strongly, strong, strong. And when you start believing in things, you see the difference in your life. May you discover secrets. Yeah. That your life may be blessed. So today I have one secret to share with you. Are you ready for a secret today? Ready for a secret. There's one secret that I want to share with you. That you should walk by. I think I'm sure I told you last week that many people who have done well have become significant. You see, there are a lot of secrets, but you will discover, you discover that an individual may not have so many things that he has discovered about God that he's working with. Just a few. But it makes such a difference. It makes such a difference. It makes such a great difference. Great difference. Great, great difference. When they discover this thing, this is what the word of God says. Let me go by it. Suddenly, you see, their lives are different. Totally different. If a young person discovers Job 28 28, if a young person, especially a young person, discovers that, and that thing enters their heart, and unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. That is wisdom. Because wisdom, you find it, you find it early. You don't find it when you, you, you are, you are finished life. You need to find it early. Why do you, you need to find it early so you can enjoy it. So you can enjoy it. If a young person sees this, not just as a verse or a memory verse, but as a revelation, a revelation, what a difference it will make to that person. What a difference it would make. You stop, you stop playing hide and seek with pastors and with parents and with um, school teachers. They, 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 won't, they, won't be, they won't be your problem. Your problem now will be God. It will be you and God. How do I behave towards God? Not, be, not man. Not man. Oh. Look, if man ever becomes your aim and your target to please, you will go to hell. That day, that day you bought a ticket for hell. If your contention in life and your business in life and your aims in life is to please man, it's your ticket to hell. You, you will miserably fail. Miserably. Because what man will do to you is it will provoke anger, provoke revenge, provoke debates. This one, this one, this one will bring you closer to God. This one will take you to heaven. That I want God. I want to please God. I want to please God. I like God. That is when you will gain favor with man. That is when people in authority will start choosing you and blessing you. When you have this. When you start a man. Oh, even me, I will help you to rebel. I will show you why you should rebel. <laughs> man. It's your ticket. It's your ticket to hell. Have you not read Galatians 1.10? What does Galatians 1.10 say? 
Galatians 1.10. For do I now persuade men or God? Do or do I seek to please, please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be a servant of God. I should not be. Your debates of life is about mom. You are disqualified from serving God. You are disqualified. That's your disqualification. The man is your aim. It is God. Nobody but God. Nobody but God. Nobody but God. Have you not seen those people who can't stay in a church? Today they are in, in this one. Next time they are in that one. Next one they are in, in Christ's resurrection. Uh, uh, Overcomers, defeatist, international. The, the, the next time they are uh, um, third day resurrection. Um, cross planted. Um, Overcomers, winners. Um, Sanctuary. Because God is not their aim. God is not their aim. So everywhere they go, they have petty stories. They are full of bitterness and anger. You will end up in hell like that. Your aim has to be on God. Who is perfect? Who is perfect? Who is perfect? I saw a little child complain about church the other day. I said, I said, you came too late. I said, you came too late to affect me with such stories. I said, you came too late. You are too late. Go and find a perfect church. Even me, I'll resign and join you there. You came too late. I said, you have come too late. You have come too late. Too late. Too late. Your mother was like this. You come too late. Today is a secret for 10 minutes. Are you ready for a secret? Do you want a secret? Yes, I have a secret for you today. The secrets will make you strong in Christ. Hey, strong. I'm telling you, believe it. People have secrets. As you see them walking around. You see, they have different names for it. Somebody will call it a covenant. Some will call it a, a principle. They have, people have different ways of explaining what they are doing. It's like a secret that they have. It's like this one. It's me between me and you. When you're telling someone the secret, don't you say it's between the two of us? It's between you. Yes. It's between them and God. Them and God. It's like God and them. That's how come, that's how come they appear so stable. Between, between them and God. There's something. There's something. It's not a congregation thing. It's not a congregation thing. I don't think I'm a congregation person. I go to church all the time. But I don't think I'm a congregation person. Hey, I don't think I am. I do things because everybody is doing it. If you won't do it, I'll do. If you won't do, I'll do. No, 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 no. I don't even, I'm not even, I'm not even husband and wife. When it gets to God, it's like we are doing, no, 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 no. It's me. I knew God before I met her. And she also knew God before she met me. How can my Christianity be dictated by her? For what? Hey. But then wife kind of chubby chubby, lovey lovey. Churchy churchy lovey. Well, you only show your love in church. No. No, 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 my secret today is called the secret of spiritual identity. 
Do you want to know about spiritual identity? Do you have 10 minutes to learn about spiritual identity? You have to take it and put it in your back pocket and let it guide you. Spiritual identity. Identity. ID. It means that, you see, people have physical identities and there are spiritual identities. So I'm letting you into the secret of spiritual identities. Spiritual identity. Revelation chapter 11, verse 1. Let's read quickly. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Oh, Revelation chapter 11, verse 1. What were you showing me before? Okay, and there was given a there was given me a reed like unto a rod. And the angel stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. But the court, which is without the temple, live out and measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles. And the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months. Are you still in church? And I will give power unto my two witnesses. And they shall prophesy a hundred they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. And there are two olive trees and two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth their enemies. And, in, and if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy and have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. Are you coming along with me? If you don't understand, don't worry. Don't feel like it's because you haven't had your quiet time. (laughs) I'll help you soon. I'll help you. When you get to the part I want you to understand, I'll help you. Okay, don't worry. You look like, I mean, I wish I, wish I had fasted before I came to church today so I can, I can understand these things that he's reading. There are secrets. There are secrets. Part of your relationship, relationship with God, you must have secrets. You must have things that you hold dear to your God. It's between you and God. You must have it. You must have it. And when, they, and when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. And they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. Let's read verse 8 again. It says that, And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city. Which? Which? The great city. The great city is Jerusalem. The mountain of God. The mountain of God. The blessed place. The place that we know as, as it's like we take, we make spiritual pilgrimages there. That great place is saying that spiritually it's called Sodom. 
and it is also called Egypt. It has another name. Physically, it's a great place. We're going to Jerusalem to see where the Savior was crucified. Beautiful city, nice place. I was there this year. To see the mountains, as the mountains are around Jerusalem. The mountains, the mountains are actually like hills. High hills, but they call them mountains. It's a mountain, it's a mountain. And Jerusalem itself is like on top, like that. It's a very small place. Very, very small place like that. That's it. It's on a hill on top like that. Then all around it. It's like hills and valleys. It was a strategic place for David to fight from. He stays on top. He sees his And before you can climb up, he can see you. He can see you and kill you. That place where the Lord was crucified. Spiritually has another name. Spiritually has another name. As when God is look, when God is looking at it, say these these people, they crucified the Lord, they fought the Lord, they resisted the faith, they resisted Christ, they didn't believe in Christ. Spiritually, it's called Sodom, and it is called Egypt. Physically, it has another name. So now, ladies and gentlemen, the secret of spiritual identity tells you that you may see an ordinary person. Moving and walking around, but spiritually has a name that you have to, you would have to know that name. When you know, you see, when you know the person's spiritual ID, it affects your relationship with that person. If you're a spiritual person. When you don't know it, you think it's just another, it's just an ordinary person. It's just, it's a, it's a nobody. It's a nobody. He said, nobody. He said this. He said that. You see, the other day, one of you from Apache sent me a message. Virtually being rude. It was a rude message. It's not a nice message. Mentioning names of some of our senior bishops. Complained that this and this. Then ended by saying, so much, so much for loyalty and love. In other words, we talk, we preach loyalty. De, 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 de. But see, I said, this person doesn't even know what has been done for her. Doesn't know what, I mean, the same thing that she's complaining about. She doesn't know the extent, the great length that has been gone for her. And I read the thing, I said, I will not even bother to reply. Actually, I replied and said, that's unfortunate. I'm sure she thought I was being cheeky. God, I was explaining to you that your state is unfortunate. Your mind is unfortunate. Because you can't, you, you see, because now, you see, it's now that I'm even trying to explain. Because you don't even know the length and the efforts that these senior bishops have gone for. Here. Only because they didn't call you to tell that we are, we are battling this thing out for you. So she thought, you are, you are just misbehaving. You have descended into misbehavior because now it's like the identity of the people have changed into ordinary people. So you can just talk. Thank you so much for, so much for love and loyalty. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> 1041. It should be Matthew. <laughs> 1041. As you learn the verses by the numbers, then you remember. 
it says that he that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet, you are accepting the identity, the real ID of the person. That he is a prophet because when he's coming, when he appears, he doesn't appear as a prophet. He appears as a normal person. He that receiveth him in the name. Prophet is a spiritual identity. It's not a physical identity. Because when you see the person physically, he will be a black man or a white man or an Asian or a mixed race or something. He'll be, he will have all these physical descriptions. He will have other, other descriptions to himself. But now you have to now think, what is the spiritual idea of this person? If you're a spiritual person. What's the spiritual idea? And you decide the identity of this person. The real person that is standing there is a prophet. So now you have to switch and receive the person as a prophet. So that you can receive a prophet's reward. Interestingly, he says that he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. I don't know how you interpret this verse. But he's talked about something very serious first. He says that if you like, take him as a righteous man. Do you know a righteous man? A good boy. Take him as a, as a good, that's a, that's a nice guy. There's a nice guy that uh, um, shares the word, shares verses. Looks nice, looks sweet. He's tall, he's handsome. He's intelligent. He said, you can, you can, it's like you can also choose. You can also choose that. Happily married with children. You can also choose that a righteous man. You can choose the righteous man reward. Righteous man reward versus prophet's reward. You can choose. I see you choosing the prophet's reward. So that you can receive the prophecies and the directions and the insights and the blessings. Or you can also choose a righteous man. So this, this righteous man's reasoning. This is this, this, this an African, African reasoning. Or this is a European reasoning. Or this is a Ghanaian, Ghanaian reasoning. Ghanaian. This is how Ghanaians think. Or Nigerianians. This is how they think. Nigerianians. Righteous man. You can choose the righteous man. Or you can choose the prophet. May you choose the prophet's reward. May your eyes be shining. Now when you see something, you have to ask yourself, spiritually, who is this? Spiritually. Spiritually, who is this person? Who is this person? Who is this person? Look. People like Elizabeth. They were sitting there, heavily pregnant. And Mary comes around and greets. And the baby leaps. And immediately Elizabeth says to herself, who is this person? Who is this person that has come to the house? Who is saying hello to? Who is this? This But this is my cousin. I know her. I know my cousin. She's my cousin. She's my mother's or my father's somebody's child. But her presence today seems to be different. He was able to see and understand and know there's a knowing she knew that this woman is not the cousin that we've been playing around, that we've all been playing. We used to play together. We used to play on the beach. We used to play by the lake, the lakes, the lakes of, of Israel. We used to play by the lakes together. I said, no, there's something different. There's something different. 
her spiritual identity is different. She's a different person. She's not, she's, not, she's not the usual Mary that I have known. She's not the Mary. There are, there are many Marys in, in Jerusalem. Many Marys. And she's been with her cousin for years. Suddenly the cousin comes and says, Hello, hello, Lizzie. Hi, Liz. Hello, Elizabeth. Some countries will say Elizabeth. Hello, Elizabeth. baby. The baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost and she spoke with a loud voice and said, blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Blessed are you. Blessed are you among women. From the greetings. From the greetings and certain signs that she could see. see because some, you can see the signs, but when you're not into the secret of spirit, you see the signs, but it's like it doesn't mean anything to you. Though the person also doesn't impose themselves on you. That this is who I am. This is what I am. Just don't say anything. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 16. I'm closing. Are you going to go into spiritual identity? Before you, before you run, you run your mouth and collect curses onto yourself. Before you fight things you shouldn't fight. <laughs> Have you not noticed that most of people, most people who get offended and become uneasy in the church those who talk about the pastor are not happy with the pastor. Have you noticed that they never have a spiritual reason? It's all what they like and what they don't like. Always, all the time. There's nothing spiritual. There's, there's never like, he doesn't preach from the Bible. These are, these are real reasons why you should do something. No, he doesn't preach from the Bible. It's always me and how I feel and me and how I feel and how I'm feeling and how I felt, and how I didn't feel, and how I like to feel, and I wish I was feeling, and I, always, always, it's I, me, and myself. It is called selfishness. You are being selfish. You are too conscious of yourself. Give spiritual reasons. Be spiritual. Be spiritual. And spirituality is when you are flooded and envelops with hurts and offenses. It's unspirituality. It's all the flesh. It's the flesh. It's the flesh. We all have things that we don't like. I don't like people who sleep when I'm preaching. I also don't like it. But there is more to your sleepy eyes than... uh, (laughs) There's more to life than your sleepy eyes. Who likes to talk to somebody that is sleeping? When you're talking to your husband and he's sleeping, you don't like it. You don't like it. You don't want to accept that your story is boring. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man 
after the flesh. Switch channels. Switch channels now. Switch channels. Switch channels now. And know people after the spirit. Check their spiritual identity. And see whether they have any authority. Any power to bless you. To bless you. To bless you. So you can go for blessings. Once one of my siblings was telling me something about my mom. My mom doesn't want this. That. I said to them, you know what? Anything she says, she's right. Yes, I just said to them, anything she says, she's right. I am not going to put myself in the line of fire. <laughs> I, Richard, I, the little wisdom that I have, could put myself in the line of fire. Of somebody who carried me for nine months, went to labor ward to push my big head out. <laughs> Only God knows whether she had a tear or not. Breastfed me, raised me up, bathed me, cleaned me, raised me up, taught me, <laughs> took me to school for how many years? Dropped me off, picked me up, back and forth. Then today, she says, I don't like this. Then I go to come because now I'm a bishop. No, then it means that I'm blind to spiritual identities. I'm blind to it. Because she has powers. Oh yes, she has powers. She has powers. Mommy has powers. Whether she's a witch or she's witchcraft, she has powers. <laughs> ah, yes, and daddy even more. Hey, I should put myself in the line of fire for my father. You see, because I can, I can reduce them to daddy. They are daddy and their mommy. They are daddy and their mommy. And when they are getting, they even look old. When they, they grow, they look old. They look frail. It's daddy, mommy. But you see, there's a secret. That's what this is called spiritual identity. So that you don't look at you, now you don't look at the frail figure standing there. You have to ask yourself, who is this? Who is this? Jacob and Esau knew they knew spiritual identities. Esau wept in front of the blind father. He wept, he wept, he wept. Pleading, pleading for the powers of the powers of a blind man. <laughs> That don't you have any blessing left? Don't you have any left? Jacob's scheme, the, the man was blind, blind, disabled, frail. But we're using spiritual identities to live. Spiritual identities. Spiritual identities to live. One day, a certain pastor took over a church, like he wrangulized. And then he's Father, the, the founder who started the church in place said, the day you stand behind that pulpit to preach, you shall die. So Sunday came and he went to, he went to stand behind the pulpit. And he preached a powerful message. Powerful. That then, said, then he has a congregation. Am I not here? Have I died? He, he, he's called reverend. 
or bishop or whatever title he carries. But he doesn't understand spiritual identities. And he feels dying is a spiritual thing, a, a, a physical thing. After God said to Adam that you would die, and they, they live for almost a thousand years. One thousand years. One thousand years. One thousand years. The world has not been the same again. The world has not been the same again. The world has not been the same again. You only see because of your myopic. Do you understand myopic? Your tunnel thinking, your narrow way of thinking. So you analyze things. You see, some of the mistakes you make today, it's even your children that could suffer. Yeah. There are some people, you see, you are praying for them, nothing is changing. Me, I'm always, I'm always thinking. It's like when I know people for a long time, I see some, I'm always thinking, what is it? What is there? What, because there, 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 there's a reason. Everything has a reason. There's a reason why the person is the way they are. I'm always thinking, what is there? Where did they miss it? Who missed it? Because you've been praying, cast down, but you said, the person. You see, there are people, even, even ordinary favor, ordinary favor. So the person hasn't got favor anywhere. Nice place, but said, nobody likes you. You, you. you cause irritation all the time. You always cause blunders and things. You wonder, what is it? What is it about this person? What is happening? How come nothing works? Somebody is sitting somewhere and said, Have you not seen our preach? I didn't die. Mm. Mm. Are we dead? Mm. To do well in life, yeah. receive the prophet in the name of a prophet. Look beyond, look beyond the physical things. Is he your pastor here, Reverend Steve? Is your pastor here? Use your spiritual eyes to look at him. Use your spiritual eyes to look at him. Don't look at him physically. Don't, don't, just, don't analyze or think in a the, in the bad way for me to come and rebuke you. Use your spiritual eyes. If you read your Bible, the Bible will tell you that he's an angel. He's like a candlestick. He's a candlestick that has been planted here. He's like a candle that has been planted here. You may not know. That's why you will, talk, you will be talking anyhow. He's a candle. He's a candle. He's an angel of the house. Yes. Apart from that, apart from that, apart from that, since I met him in 1993, since I met him in 1993, he stood by me like this till today. You didn't appoint him. You didn't choose him. I chose him to be here. You don't know what he means to me. You have, maybe you, you might, I don't know whether you have. Maybe you might have things you don't like, but do you know what I like? Do you know what I want? Did you advise us to start the church? So how come now, can you tell us what to be done here? You don't know, you don't, you don't know. I mean, you, you, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> It's like, it's like complaining to somebody about their wife. Do you, know, do you know why he chose her? Forget about why he chose her. Do you know what she does for him? That you are bringing your... When she sees you, she doesn't greet you. She doesn't greet you, so what? 
He didn't marry her to greet you. Hey. He didn't marry her to greet you. If you ever complain about Reverend Steve, let me tell you, it is nonsense to me. It is, it is, I see you as a fool. I will see you as a fool. A big one. And I have no apologies for it. If you ever gather boldness to complain, I see you as a, as a blind fool, blind idiot. You don't know what the person does. Who is perfect? Everybody has some things they can't do. You are going to go pick on something that somebody can't do too. Do you know why the person is there? Let's swap. Let's swap. You come and take that position. spiritual identities. Whether you say it to me or even say it behind someone's secrets, you're a fool. I'm telling you. You're a fool. Even you say it to your best friend, you're a fool talking. You are stu- still a fool. It doesn't have, I don't have to hear about it. Anyway, happens. You are just, because, because you're not just a fool, a blind idiot. B.I. Because you don't understand or know spiritual identities. You don't understand it. You don't understand it. Don't know what it means. I want it to sink in. <laughs> He's been there. He's been with me since nineteen ninety-three. Hey, never move to the left or to the right. Never. Never. Stable. Stable stable like a boulder. He's like a boulder. Solid. I don't know what you are looking for. When we see your wife, you say, hey, your wife is putting on weight too, but that's what you want. You want want the things. There's somebody coming to complain. Your wife should lose weight. You're wondering, why should she lose weight? That's why I chose her. You'll be saying in your house you don't buy pillows. These are your pillows. He says you should lose weight. These are your pillows. This is what you put your head on to sleep. Yes. There are five spiritual identities you should see. The identity of the Nazarene carpenter. He's saying in Matthew 16, 16, not knowing he was a Christ, the son of the living God. The identity of Mary's baby, not knowing. Luke 2, 11, not knowing he was, he was the savior, which is Christ the Lord. Mary's baby. Identity of John the Baptist, not knowing he was Elijah. John the Baptist was actually Elijah. Matthew eleven four. 14, sorry. The identity of the disciples. Matthew 12, 48. No, no, if they were actually the, the mother and the brethren of Jesus Christ. The disciples. 
That's their spiritual identity. That's Matthew 12, 48. The identity of Elijah. 2 Kings 2, 12. Not knowing he was actually the father of Elisha. He didn't give birth to him physically. But he was the, he was the one to birth Elisha. Double portion. You remember double portion anointed? Double portion anointed. Double portion anointed. Now we preach at conventions. Double portion anointed. Yes. That was the real identity of Elijah. To give birth to somebody who can receive double portion anointed. But he was just an Elijah. He was just an Elijah walking around. Just an ordinary person walking around. Walking around. When you have the secret of spiritual identity, God will take you higher. Because suddenly you will see people that you are supposed to honor and receive from and behave yourself towards for God to bless you and for God to lift you up and for God to take you higher. Suddenly you will see it. Suddenly you will see it. I don't see Bishop as an ordinary person. That's me. I'm not saying me, me. I don't at all. He's, he's not an ordinary person at all. At all. At all, at all, at all. Don't relate with him lightly. I handle him lightly. You have to see the works in a person's life. You have to see the works, what the person can do, what the person has done, what the person says, and it happens. But the Bible says that when the person speaks, it doesn't happen. Don't be afraid of him. Don't be afraid of those who call themselves prophets. Then they speak, nothing happens. Be afraid of the one that you see. I've, I've sat with him. Several times, several times, chatting casually. Then he will just point at somebody and use the person as an example. The example he has used will happen just a few weeks, months. You see, it's happening on the person. They will all say, Do you remember what we're having in this meeting? You did this. I mean, exactly, exactly, exactly. That's a prophet. That's a prophet. Because he doesn't give you orange squash to drink before he prophesies. So you think he's not a prophet. <laughs> yes. You see, that is what makes you behave like a fool. And stand and stand in places, public places, and, and cast insinuations against him. Because you're a fool. You're a blind fool. The only thing that will find you out is your folly. But if you had eyes to see, you will see that, hey, this person, I shouldn't touch him. He's an apostle. He has churches. Compared to the people that you call prophets. <laughs> I shall not be tempted. Make a little comparison and see. And see where you are. Whether you're not in a blessed place. It's like standing by, by, by a river and you are thirsty and you are ordering imported water. Standing by a river. <laughs> Let your eyes see. Your eyes are opening. Yeah. I feel your eyes are opening. Yeah. Right, listener. You may meet somebody, but spiritually the person is Absalom. Do you know Absalom? Absalom the person who fights his father. Absalom. 
You could have a best friend, but if you look at the person, if you check the spiritual ID, so this is an Absalom. That's what we call dangerous sons. Someone who fights his father. Who fights his father. Fights his parents. Fight the people that raised them in the ministry. Raised them in life. They, they can fight them. That's an Absalom. You may meet someone, but the person spiritually is a Judas. Do you know Judas? A betrayer. I'm showing, I'm showing you, I'm giving examples of spiritual identities. There are Absaloms. There are Judases. And then you see someone, but spiritually, the person is called your daughter. That's if you're a minister. Your daughter. You said, this person, is, this person is like your child. It's like your child to you. Yeah. It's like a child. It's not everybody who can receive a father in a way. It's not everybody who can receive a father. But some can receive a father. Some people can receive a father and be with you forever and remain loyal. This is just, it's just like your child that you can talk to, you can advise. No problem. No problem. Some can't. Some can't at all. One lady said to me, she said, all my life I've been praying for a father. Because she didn't have a father. Say all her life she's been praying for her father. Then she said she met me. Then she said she, she felt God has answered her prayer. Then she made a statement on that day. She said, but now, I don't know which is more difficult, to have a father or not to have one. <laughs> yes. She was blind to the blessings of having a father. So today she's no more. Yes, she's no more at all. She turned round like a serpent would turn round and bite you. Yeah. Yeah. Next one. You like stories. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a puppy, say by now, your ears will be like this. <laughs> hey. You could be encountering someone who is spiritually called your son. Then you could also be encountering someone who is spiritually called your friend. Yeah. The people that you need who are like friends. Like David and Jonathan. Your friends. Said their love for each other was stronger than their love for women. They were not gay. That you can encounter someone who is spiritually called your father. You see, a father gives instructions. Those of you who are not used to fathers, I mean, you didn't live with a father. A father gives instructions. He commands. He doesn't, he doesn't do discussions. A good father doesn't do, doesn't do a lot of discussions. He instructs. One of the things I called mistakes in my, a mistake in my life is when I spoke to people that you didn't have spoken to. Because I made them into disobedient children. So I shouldn't have given them the instruction I gave. I should have known that they would never obey. They, I would have known that they would rubbish and poo-poo over the advice I've given them. So I should have held back and watched them do it anyway. Because they, 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 they didn't even know who was talking to them. They didn't even know who was talking to them. I say to myself, I fail them in bringing them into my high office to speak to them, to spend five minutes of my time with them. 
I shouldn't have. It's, it's almost like I let them into a curse. Because dis- disobedience brings trouble. You've actually cursed yourself. It would have been better if you didn't hear it. It would have been better than to hear and not do. Hey, church is becoming quiet. But we're talking about spiritual identities. Yes. You should know, you should know who you are dealing with. You should, henceforth, no, wherefore, henceforth, know we no man. After the flesh. And then, perhaps you're encountering someone who is spiritually called your mother. There are spiritual mothers too. Well, thank God church is over. You have something to think about and pray about, isn't it? Let's stand to our feet and thank God. In my pocket are fathers. There are people, they are like fathers to me. They are like fathers. When I think, when I think of them, I don't think of anything but Anna. Yeah, but Anna. And I just, I just think, how can I send this person an offering? How can I honor this person? That's all I think about. That's all that occurs to me. That's all that occurs to me. I have an offering for somebody in my house. I'm just looking for the chance. Because I just want to give it to him. It's prepared. It's prepared. I, want to, I just want the chance. You know, because there's nothing. I mean, he doesn't do anything for me. He doesn't call me. He doesn't do anything. He does nothing for me in my life. But he has done something before. He has done something before. Yeah. Don't use physical things to judge. The church I preach to is bigger than his church. I have churches by virtue of my location. <laughs> I have churches. I oversee churches. Sunday morning, I have no need of where to preach. I can choose churches, both here and abroad. Churches to preach in. When I see this one, his ID is a father. I have to know how to relate and how to think. Like, who is this? You have to ask yourself, who is this? Who is this person? Who is this? Who is this person to you? Who is he to you? Who is he? What is he to you? So that you can be blessed. Before you start misbehaving. Before you start, you start debating about right and wrong. You are a fool when you bring up right and wrong debates. You are dealing with a father. You are dealing with a pastor, a prophet. And you are debating. You are blind. It's blindness. Every spiritual blindness is healed today. Every spiritual blindness is healed today. It is healed today. Father, thank you for your blessing. And thank you for wisdom and revelation that you've brought to us today. Thank you for healing of our hearts, the healing of our minds, the healing of our ways, oh God. Thank you. Pray to God. Pray to God. Maybe you want to ask God to heal you, to heal your heart, to forgive you, to show mercy. I don't know what you want to tell God. To open your eyes to see, to see, to see, to see, to see, to see what you haven't seen and to see what you should see. He will take you higher as you see, as you get identities right.
you will go higher you will go higher you will go higher you will go higher you will get better you will get better you will get better as you see the identities as you see the identities right you will get better you will get better your life will be watered your life will be blessed your life will be made rich you get better you get better you get better thank you lord thank you lord thank god thank god for a little while thank him for today just thank you just say thank you to him what he has brought your way what he has brought into your life thank him thank him lord we thank you lord we thank you lord we thank you and we bless your precious name lord your precious holy name thank you father thank you for healing of spiritual diseases and spiritual sicknesses and spiritual blindness and spiritual deafness and spiritual coma and spiritual stubbornness Lord diseases that are stubborn thank you that they are cast away and cast out of our lives today thank you for healing us Lord thank you for healing us Lord thank you for your blessing thank you for your mercy in Jesus name oh God now I want to pray with you while every eye is closed every head is bowed if you're here you're not born again maybe somebody invited you to church today but you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior you want to say that pastor pray with me I want to go to heaven I want my sins to be forgiven with me pastor please pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus while every eye is closed and every head is bowed if you're here like that you want to say pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus could you please lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you very quickly God bless you very quickly your right hand God bless you I want to give my life to Jesus I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ just your right hand and I'll pray with you and I'll pray with you if you want to give your life to Jesus I want to run to me in the front you lift up your hand come run to me in the front right now baby you haven't lifted up your hand yet but you want to come 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 quickly come 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 come
everybody let's say this prayer together those of you in front say this prayer after me say heavenly father everybody in the church help us help us say heavenly father thank you for today thank you for Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins and rose up on the third day say heavenly father I am a sinner please forgive me of all my sins of all my mistakes please wash me with the blood of Jesus please write my name in the book of life say heavenly father I receive Jesus into my heart into my life to be the Lord of my life say from today I will no longer serve Satan I bind you Satan say Satan I bind you I belong to Jesus I've been bought with the blood of Jesus I am born again say thank you Father for accepting me and making me a child of yours in Jesus name in Jesus name shout a big amen God bless you we have some books for you please receive it God bless you God bless you read it till you can preach it when you read it you find a friend then you start sharing with the person that's a way of knowing that you've understood the book you can teach it read it till you can preach it God bless you and be established in the kingdom of God come to church every Sunday this is your church this is your home we'll be here to take care of you God bless you may go back to your seat clap for Jesus take your seats very quickly